0: For those who don't know me, my name is Faith Sheerholt, and I am the Director of Student Ministries, and it is a joy and honor to be up here sharing with you just a little bit of the Christmas story. But before I begin, I'd like to open up in a word of prayer, so will you please pray with me? God, we thank you for this fun evening. We thank you for this special time we have with our family, our friends, and our loved ones. We gather now to hear your story, to hear the greatest joy and love of all may our hearts and ears be open to receive and may you use my words for your glory in your name amen so about two weeks ago i read an article from a magazine called the presbyterian outlook it's mostly for pastors but those who are interested in liturgies and other things going on in the presbyterian church i know it sounds really geeky so we don't need to get into that so i read an article about two weeks ago And this article was written by a Presbyterian pastor and a mom of Littles, and she shared this cute story. While she and her four-year-old daughter were playing restaurant, her four-year-old said that the restaurant had run out of grilled cheese because a monster had come and eaten all of the grilled cheese, and it ran away. The diner was left in disarray, so she couldn't serve any more grilled cheese. But it was going to be okay for this four-year-old chef. Because she moved in with Jesus. Jesus took her in and let her have his bed. He slept in the attic. It was going to be okay. I don't know about you, I love stories like this. I love the wild, imaginative stories, the pretend stories that children share with us, especially when they're playing restaurant. I love how in the midst of playing pretend While we're listening to seemingly impossible situations like grilled cheese monsters, we get little treasures of good news. Most of all, I love how God speaks to the most unlikely people, even tiny children, to deliver his good news. So if you have your Bibles or a Bible app, I invite you to open to Luke 2, beginning at verse 8. If you don't have one, don't fret. It's going to be on the screen. You're going to be okay. I will read it aloud, so let's follow along. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord And found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. <laughs> but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Some of you may recognize this text from the cartoon special, the Charlie Brown Christmas special, right? It's like the best part of the whole movie when Linus stands up there and tells Charlie Brown, this is what Christmas is all about. It's the best part. And it's also the part where Jesus is born, right? It's a great part. So Jesus, the Son of God, is born. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, right? God so loved the world that he gave his son, and this news must go out. The Messiah is among his people, and the world must know. So God chooses shepherds. God chooses shepherds to see this precious babe and to proclaim this good news. don't know about you. Shepherds are not exactly the PR folks that I would have thought about. They're not exactly the people I would think are capable of handling such good news. You would think God would want some kind of professional, maybe like an actual herald with like a trumpet or something. I heard and learned a lot about shepherds this past week in preparation. So shepherds were not well liked in their communities. They hung out with sheep a lot, so it probably meant that they smelled a little funny, nomadic sheep so uh, shepherds nomadic shepherds would move a lot which meant that they were viewed with a little bit of suspicion a little bit of scorn because they lived outside of the city for long periods of time it's not easy to store a sheep in your house i don't know but i can imagine so that also meant because they weren't part of the city and all of the things going on they couldn't serve as witnesses on the legal stand because they weren't part of the everyday life But the most interesting thing I learned about shepherds this past week is that many of them were children. How many of you knew that? How many of you knew a shepherd was a child? I bet you did. Shepherds were ages 8 to 15. Not usually the older guys you see in your nativity sets. The task of caring for sheep was actually given to the youngest child in the family. So what would happen was is that the youngest in the family would become the shepherd, especially if the head of the household was a shepherd as well as a farmer, as well as taking care of grain or other things. So as the older child would grow up, he or she would transfer that energy from sheep raising to the more hard working task to help their father and mother out in the house, like sewing and plowing and other things. So those shepherd's tasks would be given to the youngest to do. And notice I said he or she. That's right. There were girl shepherds. Yeah, girl shepherds. There were girl shepherds and boy shepherds. We have so many texts in our Old Testament about shepherding. And we have lots of examples of children And young adults taking on this task. The most well known, David. David was the young of eight brothers. That's a lot of boys. He was the youngest, so he was the shepherd, and that's when he received his call to be king of Israel. Joseph, the youngest of 12 boys, he was Joseph's son, or he was Jacob's son, so he was a shepherd too. And for the girls, Rachel. Rachel was a shepherdess. She was in charge of taking her father's sheep. And Moses' wife, if you really want to get into the scriptures, Moses' wife, Zipporah, was also a shepherdess. So we have a lot of examples of young people and children being shepherds. So God chose children. God chose children and young adults to proclaim his good news that his son, their savior, was born this evening. So imagine with me again this, I, this scene. Young shepherd boys and girls, ages 8 to 15, who knows, working the night shift with their sheep, probably telling all kinds of funny stories, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the angel appears telling them that God's Son is on earth. You must go see him. And then the heavenly hosts fill the skies, singing loud praises to God. The story tells that these kids were terrified, absolutely shaken. The Greek language, so the Bible was written in Greek first, so the Greek language paints this picture that these kids were being filled from their toes to their nose of fear, just shaking. (gasps) Oh my gosh. They were filled with absolute mega fear. But their mega fear is matched, if not surpassed, with mega joy. God, God is on earth. God's love is visible in a newborn baby boy just nearby. Joy fills their feet as they run full fled to Bethlehem, full speed ahead. And all the while they're running, they can't stop talking about it. That's what it was saying in the Greek, that they just were running, going, We gotta go check this out. This is amazing. What a joy it is to tell this story, that God is as close as a next-door neighbor. What an exciting opportunity it is for these kids to share this good news. And if there's one thing I've learned about working with kids and being around kids, is that when they get excited about something, they're not just like a little excited about it. They can't stop talking about it. So for the kids in the room, how many of you are so excited for Christmas tomorrow? So excited, right? You're so excited. And I'm guessing you've talked about it like all month, right? You're just so excited about it. I bet. I bet. I'm talking about the exuberant, over the top, over your head's joy that makes words fly a million miles an hour. That's exactly what these shepherd kids were like. And they can't help it. They're so excited. God chose kids and students to share this joyous news. All of heaven is already rejoicing. All of heaven is already singing praises. God is next door. And who better to tell this story than a kid to share it with excitement? Our text says that after seeing the newborn Jesus, so they just run as fast as they can, they see the newborn Jesus, the shepherds told everyone, everyone, And they were amazed with what they heard. But did everyone believe these witnesses? Just remember, they're shepherds. Their witness wasn't always verifiable. You guys live on the outskirts a bit. I'm not so sure. Could it be that those listening were amazed, but maybe some of them just passed it off as, it's just a kid's story. I'm glad you're excited about it, but it's just a kid's story. Could it be that only some were amazed, but others were just, left unimpressed. We don't know. For some of us, maybe the older of us, have heard this story thousands of times. Thousands and thousands of times. And maybe it's lost a little bit of that amazement. Maybe it doesn't stir us to start running with haste. This is where I turn to Mary's response. Mary, a young woman herself, doesn't respond with enthusiasm or joyous praise. She's not exuberant. She rejoices in a different way. She responds with quiet reflection and consideration. She welcomes the surprise visit from these shepherd kids, listens intently to their words, and responds as a wise woman who not only hears God's word, but stores it in her heart. I have no doubt that her mother's heart was full of joy that night. I'm a young mom myself. I can only imagine. But Mary shows that we should be quick to reflect on the good news we hear, treasuring it, pondering it, letting it simmer and seep in, and think about it, not just one night a year, but for the rest of the year. Her mother's heart is full of treasure that cannot be taken from her, full of love for the child that she brought into the world and full of the good news that came from unlikely witnesses. So for the four-year-old that we just heard about in the beginning, Jesus is not just a character in her story. Jesus is not just a character in her book. Jesus is kind. Jesus is real. Jesus offers a place to stay after a monster eats a bunch of grilled cheese from her restaurant. The good news had sunk in for this four-year-old. It lives in her heart. Jesus was close. So friends, family, all people hear this story. And it's no kid's story. Jesus, the son of God, is with us. He's as close as the next door neighbor. And this story is still worth getting excited about. I hope this season we can't stop talking about it. I hope that when we hear this good news, we treasure it all year long. And we let it live in our hearts. And thanks be to God for choosing kids to share this story with us. Will you please pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for those shepherds, those kids who showed joy, who shared joy, the joy of the good news with all people. That you are near your people and that you love us so much. Fill us from our toes to our noses with joy. The joy of hearing and sharing this story. May this good news live in our hearts forever. Amen.